Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message is the power of one sinner, with our text coming from Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 18. But first, the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir with Open the Eyes of My Heart. I'll preach a little message this morning. The power of one sinner. In the book of Ecclesiastes 9, 18, the Bible says this, Underline it, wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroyed much good. Father, I ask that you might just anoint this message this morning and speak to the people with it their heart and their mind they might comprehend it and it might help somebody to straighten their life out seeing so bad that it ain't it ain't funny and the people are dying going to hell because of sin the power of one sinner wisdom is better than weapons of war but one sinner destroyed much Ecclesiastes 9.18 one man can plunge the world into war or divide a church, or with an evil tongue, slander, or perhaps defeat a revival campaign, or cause God's children to suffer defeat, as Hagen, uh, did for Israel, A-C-H-A-N. One sentence taught much good, and I want to illustrate this. One sentence taught much good, that one sinner may be a professing Christian, only two kinds of people, lost sinners and saved sinners. Everybody's a sinner. 
If you're saved, your soul can't sin anymore. But you're living in a sinful body, and that body can sin until you get rid of it when you die. First thing is professing Christians cause much damage by indifference. And let's be Christians are fighting the whole time in the church. I hate to say it, I'm a pastor. For three years pastoring, but I'm gonna say it a professing Christians cause much damage by indifference. Some Christians in churches indifferent. Jesus couldn't satisfy them. You'll never satisfy them. And that's the way they are. They're Christian, but they can't be satisfied. They always know more than a preacher or more than a church. Second, by lack of faith in God, undermining the faith of others. By lack of faith in God. Some Christians just don't exercise their faith. Some people don't know what faith is. Some people do. Some people has a lot of faith. Some has little faith. The ones got a lot of faith, God blesses with different blessings than some. Got little faith. And you need a lot of faith. When I went to Junction City, Arkansas, I had a lot of faith. I, God called me there and put me there and said he's going to build a church for me. And he did, I thank God for it. When I went to Pierre Park, Louisiana, with 15 people, God said, I brought you down here to straighten this church out. You're not going to be here long, but I'm going to straighten out. It took me nearly four years straightening out before we left. But uh, we straightened it out, God did. So I'm saying this, that faith, you got to have a lot of faith. If you ain't got any faith, brother, you, you're down in the dumps. And you need to have faith. Third thing, by selfishness, withholding means from the kingdom, being selfish. God has blessed some of you more than you deserve, and you don't ever tell anybody about it. You're ashamed of it. Or you want to keep it a secret. And you should let people know, not be selfish. Sometimes somebody needs a little help. need to help them. Sometimes somebody needs a little prayer. You need to pray for them. Sometimes you just need to go and visit somebody to encourage them. And you can do that if you're not selfish. But if you're selfish, you won't do nothing. But sit at the house, modeling your own sins. The fourth thing is worldly sins made us start much good. The professing Christian who dances, nightclubs, playing cards, casinos, attending movies you ought not be looking at, drinking beer or cocktails or whiskey. And people notice that. I knew a Assembly of God preacher in Junk City, Arkansas was an alcoholic. He said God called him to preach. He couldn't get off that alcohol. He had to have it. So the doctor put him on it. A little glass in the morning for his health. He was an older than I was. A little glass of whiskey for his health. He told me one time, he said, I drank a little bit of whiskey in the morning for my health. Had about a half of him, I don't know. But I wouldn't have told anybody. And he sure didn't need to be preaching, drinking, or engagements in worldly amusements. Can I win souls for God? 
People see you drinking, what they gonna think of you, preacher? Are you a Christian? Drinking and dancing with somebody else's wife, playing cards for money at a casino. I'm telling you, we got Christians that don't care anymore. The fifth thing is being out of tune with God destroys much good. It lets you gossip or slander or fail to pray as you should. A lot of people ask me to pray at church for them. I've got some that call me up, Brother Jackson. I wish you'd pray for me. And I always try to mention their name in prayer. And one man, church asked to pray for yesterday, Sunday. And I prayed for him because he had his knee operated on yesterday. Let's put him on a new knee. And I said, the man needs prayer. And he asked to pray for him. And another man's going to have his nose operated on him. His uh, sinuses, and it's going to be done Friday. And his wife got up behind him and asked the church to pray for him. And Brother Sharp said, yeah, he's going to be mean like a bear or a tiger coming out of the cage when they operate on his sinuses. It ain't going to be a nice thing, but we're going to pray for him. It's not My daughter called me up with a preacher friend. They got in a wreck, run on the 18-wheeler trailer, clipped with another man that was going fishing, clipped the top of his cab off, got him and broken up from one end to the other. They gave him up two or three times. He finally come home. He preached one sermon at his church. He gave his church up recently. And then he turned around there, and he's given up. His daughter's wife said, I think daddy's giving up. He don't want to live the way he's in so much pain. The doctor's going to x-ray and see what's wrong, where that pain's coming from. He hurt so bad in his neck stuff. And I feel sorry for the man. He surrendered to preach. He come to my church for a while, but he was Southern Baptist. We're independent Baptists. And he left her and he went to Southern Baptist Church. Several years later, he surrendered his life to preach. He come told me all about it. He loved my preaching, and he loved my fellowship. But he was Southern Baptist. I don't get mad at people like that. Thank God, he took a little country church I used to live by, and he started building it up to about 35. And then he got in that wreck, totaled his truck out, hurt the other man that was sitting with him, not as bad. But it's just about killed. I'm sorry I didn't cut the heads off. But God let him live for a reason. Said God gave him a message and he, he preached that message and he ain't no more. He's back in the hospital. Brother Connors, I wish the people that's listening to this sermon would pray for that brother. Brother Connors. Connors. He lives right out of Junction City, Arkansas. I really feel sorry for him. I love him to death. And I was praying for me to build that church up. And this happened to him. Then he just resigned to it, losing weight. And he's laying there, like in a coma. He comes out of it and talks a little bit, goes back in it. God be with him. Touch his body. Give him some relief. Be with his wife. Put your arms around and let her know. You still love him. And his daughter. 
One Senator George Bush good. That one Senator may be opening up a board of vile Senator, cursing Senators. That's George Bush good. I got a hold of a deacon years ago when I was lost. I was Catholic. Come on my car lot. He wanted to buy a part from me. He was using all kind of foul language, foul language. And I stopped him. I said, bro, is this what they're teaching over in Sunday School Church? There's an independent fundamental Baptist church across the street from my car lot. I knew the preacher. I knew he didn't teach that kind of stuff. But that deacon was cussing. And he apologized to me. But he had a bad mouth and he chased women. When he died, I don't know which way he went. Because I don't know if he was saved or not. But he claimed to be. Drinking men do so also. I hate to see a Christian drink like that preacher I was telling you about a while ago. Drinking that little glass of wine every morning. He never built a church. He come visit us when we took and blessed our church when we opened it up. And built it, we got in it. We asked the Lord to bless the church. We had a special service. We dedicated the church to the Lord. He got up and said, Boy, I wish you, I could preach to a crowd like this. He looked at my Sunday school classes, big ones. He said, What you going to do with all them big rooms back there? I said, Fill them up. We got children, grown ups teaching them. We got them in them rooms. We're going to teach them and get them saved. That's what we're here for. And I said, I'll tell you what, if you get your heart right and you come over and join our church, you right, I might let you preach one, one day. Help you out to a big crowd. We'd run 125 at the time. We grew to 200. Thank God for it. Immoral sinners is dangerous. I'm going to tell you something. If you're a Christian and you're supposed to be saved, you ain't got no benefits if you're married. Sleep with another man's wife or sleep with any woman that's not married. And if you're not married, you ain't got no benefits. Sleep with somebody because it ain't right. It's ungodly. And you're going, going to bust hell wide open. God will forgive you if you're a Christian. But if you keep doing it, you ask God to forgive you. One day and the next day you back in bed with another woman and that's not asking God to forgive you. When you ask God to forgive you, really forgive you, you change that way of lifestyle. And I wish if you listened to this sermon this morning, I hope and pray that you're listening to me. You take advice. You stop living the way you're living. And ask God to forgive you and change your, change your lifestyle. You need to understand that. That your life ain't worth a nickel without God. And thank you for listening to me. And if you heard this word of God, this message that you're not saved, I wish you'd get saved. And if you Christian and you're living in sin, before God kills you, I will pray it. You ask him to forgive you and get back right. You ain't got no minutes committing adultery. You ain't got minutes drinking and cussing. Use God's name in vain. 
I just ask God to, to get a hold of your heart right now. I ask you to forgive, ask him to forgive you your sin. If you're not saved, come to your heart and save you. If you are saved, ask him to forgive you your sins and you get back right with him now. For it's in Jesus' sweet name we ask this. Amen. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana. Talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself. <laughs>